welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm Tyler. I'm Gina. And I'm Roy. And today, we are doing the last episode, the last installment of our coverage of the entire Halloween series. You know, until they make more. <laughs> until they make that TV series that they just announced. What? Uh, oh. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what they're trying to do now. Was that, is that today? Oh, uh, Day before yesterday. I mean, not when this happened. You know what? I deleted, uh, I deleted Twitter. I probably would have seen it on there. <laughs> you mean X. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So today we're talking about the Rob Zombie movies. And oh boy. I guess I'll just, uh, <laughs> little, little me, I'll just start in here with opening statement. I'm a Rob Zombie apologist. <laughs> I like several of his films in general, and I like, you know, I really like the first one. <laughs> the second one, I have a lot of feelings about. <laughs> Indeed. But we'll, we'll get into it. I guess, background. This is the first Halloween movie I saw in the theater. Um, I saw it with my best friend Kyle when we were in the eighth grade. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you know, fucking game changer. Because much like the original, uh, this movie was right there with it as like I watched the special features of it, and that was my film school when I was 13. Mm-hmm. It was like it was the Halloween movies and Star Wars. Obviously. And that taught me how to make a movie somewhere in between all those things. The 1999 Mummy DVD commentary taught me a lot of things about how yeah. to make a movie. I, <laughs> I listened to that thing a lot. I know Chris's was uh, the Lord of the Rings DVDs because those are packed. Yeah, and then all the uh, every Evil Dead hundred versions of that. <clears throat> oh, and DVD. obviously Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, any of his yeah. movies. How'd I learn? Just by doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you showed up. I showed up, and people taught me. How so? Uh, what, um, what was the first time you saw this one, Roy? Well, well, I had been a, I had seen most of Robert Zombie's other films <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the, up to this point. I mean, both of them because it was House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. I saw House of a Thousand Corpses in the theater. There's not very many people. Yeah, I waited till this came out on DVD. I think mm-hmm. because I was kind of just a, generally against the remake of yeah. Halloween. And, uh, you know, I didn't actually think much of it at the time. Like, yeah. I thought it was fine. Uh, it was very Rob Zombie. Yeah. I think that was the most of what I thought of everything. It's yes. very much in line with, like, Devil's Rejects coming off of that. Yeah, I mean, know? it could have been any... I mean, if it wasn't a Halloween movie and he just made a slasher movie, I imagine it would basically be, like, <laughs> be yeah. this. I think I would have liked it more. But, when was the first... When did this come out? 2007. Okay, So I must have seen it just on DVD. I assume I was with my other friend, Tyler. Not you, Tyler. Other Tyler. Hold on. Yes. You didn't know me when I was 13? I did not. I did not. I think it's funny, though, that you were 13 and I'm thinking about how old I was. Yeah, I think I saw it with him. He liked it. I don't recall having, you know, I thought it was fine. You didn't have to have your parents buy a ticket. <laughs> I did not. And and she would not have. My mother would never have let me see this movie. Ever. <laughs> uh, well, it's so you, you bring up an interesting point of, like, if it were a different movie, 
uh, it might have been like and like not a Halloween movie. It might have been better. Well, I, I would have liked it more. Yeah. I don't know about that. It has the baggage of being... Yeah, it does. It would have been a free and clear experience. Right. I think, like... and Because I I understand why fans don't like this movie. I don't necessarily understand why they despise it to the level that they do. I feel like I've always had a different takeaway than a majority of the fan base. Because as much as it owes to the original, it's a completely different take on the story. Like... In terms of like what kind of a horror film it is, yes. it, the, the slow burn is gone. Like we're not even trying to do that this time, and it's more so posing the idea of like, what if you took the common circumstances that create a real life serial killer and apply them <laughs> to an iconic movie villain, mm-hmm. and that that is essentially an unstoppable brick shit house. Yeah, well, and yeah. I think it's a very interesting idea to jump into a Halloween movie that way. I mean, I definitely think at the time, no one else could have made a better remake of Halloween. Mm -hmm. I imagine everybody else who tried it would have just been either shot for shot, almost remake, or just the, you know, so far off the wall that wouldn't be recognizable as a Halloween film. Yeah. Because this is is recognizable as a Halloween film. The iconic stuff is there. Right, and I do think that it does walk that line really well, and I do think that it's interesting, I I have down here, the real villains of this Halloween are trauma and institutionalization. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I, I've i heard a lot of people over the years uh, say, like, I understand, like, the claim that the white trash stuff is excessive. Um, not necessarily, like, but there are other people who say, like, the, that, like, the portrayal of it is excessive. And, boy, does that breakfast scene hit home. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It is, I mean, it's extreme in the way that a Rob Zombie film mm-hmm. is extreme in that regard they're all that is obviously where he's coming from but i don't did, think it's unrealistic yeah i was gonna say did tyler and i just grow up really <laughs> in weird situations like, because like it's a lot but it's not unfortunately it's like it does down it rings <laughs> true you know like that's what it's like i think it's one of those things that like if it was multiple breakfast scenes where they had a little bit less and a little bit in the next breakfast yeah. scene like people might have taken it well it seems mm-hmm. like a lot yeah. Right there at the front of the movie. I think, like, because in the tonal approach of it, like I, I was saying before, like, you know, this movie is designed, like, not designed to be a fun slasher movie. No. You know, it's not designed to be, like, a, a slow burn, more of a thriller type. It's it's designed to be, like, a brutal horror movie and mm-hmm. to kind of just make you uncomfortable throughout the entire experience. Yeah. And I I, I don't know, I kind of appreciate it. Yeah, I think it's. I think it hits all those marks. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I think the stuff that doesn't work in it is purely like Rob Zombie writing for teenage girls. Like, yeah, none of that he's... rings true. Like, if it was, um, I'm blanking on the big trucker guy's name. Oh, Big Joe Grizzly. If it was Big Joe Grizzly versus Michael Myers, the entire movie, like without teenagers in yeah. it at all. Like, or a character like that, that Rob obviously has a handle on writing. Yeah. I think it might have been more enjoyable. I think, right. I'll, I'll say as far, because, like, I, I'm on both ends of that a little bit. Like, I think Laurie in this movie, <laughs> in this movie, I, I actually really like her. 
which I don't think you guys will agree with me. Jamie will always be the iconic version of it. Right. Um, I think a lot of it might have to do with the fact that I might have been the right age. I think that you were. Because I knew so many girls that are like Scout. And it made it made it very easy for me to feel scared for her. Whereas, like as we've said before, it kind of feels like Jamie Lee Curtis has a handle on it. I I just think, I mean, are we surprised that Rob Zombie does not necessarily have the key to a teenage girl's brain? And, no. and I <laughs> neither say, should he. <laughs> and neither should he. I just mean like maybe I have a different experience because I was a teenage yeah. girl. I yeah. did spend several years of my life. As a teenager, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Yeah. But it was, I but I did, admittedly did not have many female friends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not, I never knew anybody like that. And weirdly enough, I wasn't a teenage girl, but Strange. I did have female yeah. friends. <laughs> you had more we'll, than me. We'll split I'm the sure. dip. We'll split yeah. the dip. I think, I think what doesn't work is like when the, especially when they're all three together. Yeah. And they're doing like the playful dialogue. That like in the original Halloween, it seemed natural. These people, the three, actually You're, seemed mm-hmm. like friends. There was a woman involved. Yeah, yeah. Which in the I was, original. That's what I was yeah. getting. Sorry. At. Yeah. Like, and I and I think I also think like the three in the original just had better chemistry. Chemistry, like because obviously Daniel Harris is really good in it, and she and Scout they have pretty good. But the third one is just like you forget her instantly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> which. Which one's the? Which one do you count as the third one? Linda. Linda. Sorry, uh, Daniel Harris is Annie. Oh, um, Annie. Okay. Because so, she was in the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ones. I yeah. agree. I agree. Which she's back. Um, yeah. Which was you know uh, very very welcomed. Um, the whole cast is great. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's the that's one of the beauties of a Rob Zombie movie. Although it always is kind of a sometimes it can be against them because it's like all these interesting actors show up for mere moments. <laughs> Yeah, and then like, or <laughs> there's an example in the next one. For yeah. Sure. yeah, and it's like, oh, I would have liked to spend you know at least ten minutes or something mm-hmm. with this person in the movie. Well, we were talking about Big Joe Grizzly. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like he <laughs> which owned the movie. For <laughs> the he's throwing time. his weight around. It's like, amazing. He's like, the only one who gets a really good punch on Michael. Well, Danielle gets one good. Oh kick. yeah, that's what she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and he gets one good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Before. What we'll talk about later. Yeah, um, but real quick since we were there. Yeah, I know Ken Forrest shows up in the movie. He's there for all of about five minutes. Yeah. Uh, but leaves such an impression. Yeah. Like, he was the only thing I... Re- okay, so I don't really remember seeing the movie the first time, except for him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he comes in in a semi with, yeah. t- with Tom Sawyer blasting. <laughs> and like, yes. he's got the mutton chops. Yes. He's got the giant knife. And like, yeah. And like... You know, he's just trying to do his business. <laughs> I do love that we're back in the bathroom. Uh-huh. Yes. We've got a nice Michael Mike likes Mike. to kill in the bathroom. Yep. Rob knows that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he has so many, like, just great little lines, like, in his two scenes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was actually in this one. He does the, uh, what we got here is failure to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> like... Ken is just one of those dudes who should have starred in like a hundred movies yeah. that he didn't get a chance to do. Like he mm-hmm. should have been an action star in the eighties or something. Yeah. He just commands the screen whenever he's on. Mm-hmm. Like he's the most memorable part of most most <laughs> movies he's in. Like the he's in the third Texas Chainsaw and like Oh yeah. You just want oh, I just yeah, he, yeah, that's who's gonna kill Leatherface. Yeah. <laughs> like, Can we talk about how I actually do enjoy Sherry Moon? 
zombie yeah, yeah. in this. I don't usually like her. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's I don't think she's a very good actress, I guess. Um, obviously, I've been on movies. I know that isn't always mm-hmm. an indication. I don't know. She does a really good job in this one. Like yeah. It's yeah. very grounded. It's realistic. Um, and you she's really not, feel for it. I do. I have a lot of empathy for her. And I we haven't talked about little baby Michael Myers. Yeah. And that... Yeah. That kid, that yeah. distinct looking kid. Yeah, yeah he he's was, great. He's great he's actor. Great. I mean, every like you know the family unit. You got William Forsythe as the mm-hmm. stepdad, and he's obviously always entertaining to watch. Yeah. And, he plays uh, an asshole so oh, yeah. well. so such. I mean, an he ass. made a career out of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> him and he has good chemistry with the kid and mm-hmm. Sherry Moon. Like they all just kind of click, and you can even though it's terribly dysfunctional and horrible, yeah. you can see them being like, yeah. That's yeah. a family. Well, because, you know? yeah, like, especially Sherry and, and Dag, like, both have, like, you you believe that they're mother and son. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. The scene where uh, uh, where he kills the nurse, uh, Sybil Danning has the yeah. nurse, uh, is always just, like, super heart-wrenching. Because it's, like, it's the moment where, like, she realizes, like, she has to face that nothing will ever be okay. Yeah. Like, it's like, obviously, it already uh-huh. was all fucked up. It wasn't like, an isolated incident. But, like, he's incident. not going to get better. It's yeah, never going to get better. It wasn't better. an isolated incident. And feels like right. she's completely failed. And Sherry sells the performance. Yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, I think, and in a lot of her scenes, she's with Malcolm McDowell yeah. as Loomis. And, like, I think <laughs> you, you definitely have to step up your game. Yeah. When you're <laughs> Even if Malcolm McDowell but, is making you laugh. Yeah, well, every every day, and wearing a hor- a bad wig, yeah. bad wig. The uh, de aging of Michael McDowell, uh, not the best. I'm wonder like I've always considered that he was like that. It's a wig on purpose. <laughs> well, sure, there's a history. He he is. I do have Doctor Loomis fashion queen because. <laughs> You know, he rocks that black turtleneck. Yeah, yeah the black turtleneck with the trench coat, the Loomis, the, yeah. patented Loomis trench coat. Uh, he wears it well. He's like the only suitable yeah. replacement for uh, Donald Pleasance. Like, no, nobody else could do it. powerhouse actors. And nobody like, else he, could do it. But he does do something, I mean, the character's different, and I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. We talk, I mean, obviously it's more applicable in the second yeah. movie, but we talked a little bit about it's a different mm-hmm. take. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I, like I kind of said at the beginning i appreciate that he didn't do a shot for shot remake that he did do something different because yeah i I fucking love loomis in this movie i like there's there is like he has like he's you know he has made a book in this one but like there is a feeling like oh he did act like he cares about michael yeah. yeah, I don't. It didn't seem like it was, you know. Obviously, in the second one, it's like a cash grab, but like yeah. this one, it seemed like a genuine. Like this is information people yeah. need to know. This is like, a fascinating case. You know, and, like yeah. this could be happening. People need to see. Mm-hmm. You know, right? <laughs> he does have that excellent line where they're going through the uh, the cemetery. I think the doctor wrote a book about it. Yes, I read it. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Like that's. That's something Donald Pleasance would have said too. Yeah, like, <laughs> masterpiece. Like, Danny Trejo's in it too. And yeah, it breaks your heart. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's the moment I lose sympathy for little baby Mike. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously, you need that. Yeah, the like the the first scene with Danny Trejo is like uh, you like you see Danny Trejo show up in a movie. Yeah, and you're like, oh, 
oh shit, like <laughs> we're gonna bring the dramatic, tra- like we're yeah. bringing the dramatic stuff with Danny, yeah. like that's fucking awesome. Um, He's so good. And then uh, yeah, no, you feel you feel real bad when he yeah. finds it, and I think and like, it goes on for a long time. Yeah, and I like I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. I like I think that I think that the purpose of it is you know is well achieved it like i think overall the um movie itself kind of like like it put it puts a lot of complicated feelings like up on mm-hmm. display for you to like face does not give you like an answer yeah um cuz it's like there is you know there is an element of sympathy but at the same time you know uh the man is an animal yeah <laughs> like yeah, right, it's it's he's killing all your favorite character actors yeah. in a row. Well, but I think it's crucial that he killed a man who never did anything but be nice to him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and we watched the theatrical the cut. theatrical cut. But I think what I saw was the director's cut, mm-hmm. um, which I'm thank you for not making me watch. So yeah, we watched the theatrical cut uh, mainly because uh, number one, the escape scene in it is fantastic. Like, I actually much prefer it Uh as a scene in general. There are are definitely things, just talking about the two cuts here, like, there are things I miss from the director's cut, for sure. That's certainly not one of them. Right. Um, And I think it was, like, one of the best calls. Because I've actually seen three versions of this movie. Um, Between, so, uh, 13-year-old Tyler, uh, was like, you know, watched it in the theater, and then in the space between when it was out and when it was coming out on DVD, I was like looking for it, like online, <laughs> and I found the work print version that had been released. Yeah, it's like a weird mashup. Of yeah, because this movie famously got leaked online yeah. at the time too. Mm-hmm. There's, it's, it's a yeah, it's a weird um, combination. That that version ends with Michael getting gunned down by the like. Uh, by like the entire police force, and it's a Chucky? very like what's that? By Chucky, by Chucky, <laughs> and uh, well, oh my god, we haven't even talked about him yet. Well, uh, well, yeah, he's not really in this one very much. He's yeah, we'll he's, save it, save yeah, it. Yeah, we'll save it for two. Brad Dorf, um, we love you. Yes, <laughs> um, and it it very much so plays on like it plays more on the sympathy side of it, and I like it was a better decision to not go there. Because I think, again, you have lost sympathy for mm-hmm. Michael at that point. But I think it was also a very interesting idea. They both, well, they, it's reminiscent of, like, what, the ending of four? Yeah. Question mark? They've always tried to, like, a little add that sympathy layer back onto Michael right as he's about to die. Yeah. He's always waiting yeah. So they can pull it away. Yeah, and then they yeah. pull it away. This one does it. Yeah. And they because does. They, uh, they play a little bit of the audio... From Michael talking to Loomis over yeah. it, like as he's like looking down at him, and it's like, oh, that's oh shit, <laughs> I didn't expect to feel this. I will say Tyler Maine is Michael, like obviously not what you first think yeah. of Michael Myers as, because he's gigantic. He's just a giant. Yeah. I'd he's, say he's one of my top three Michael. But he's he moves like he does, his body language is awesome. Yeah, no, he really sells it every mm-hmm. time. Force of nature. He's I great. I'd love to see him as Jason. Fuck yes. Yeah, um, agree. I like and it's one of the only time because uh, uh, again because Michael's almost kind like it's it's still an ensemble piece, 
I think Michael is more of the main focus in this movie. Yeah. And like, because it, because that's what it is. That's one of the few times I'm okay with like seeing his eyes and yeah. like he plays it so well yeah. just through the eyes. Yeah. So many times it's like, oh, and just body language. Oh, we haven't talked about uh, poor Annie. I will say that actress, I have a lot of sympathy because at one point when he's killing her, she's topless. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she gets flipped over onto the hardwood and dragged by the ankles right on her nipples. They're gone. They're, They're gone. just, we just were talking about, and like through the hardwood, over the carpet. Yeah, over, like, the, over the lip between the hardwood right, and the carpet. Right, Like I hope, I don't think she had any covers on. I feel very bad for that I, not, I hope, I hope they did. Just, in the I think, I hope. Yeah. Like, cause like obliterated. Yeah. It yeah. would hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah. No, like, it's like they knew what they were doing, both these movies with the, uh, the sound. Uh, right yeah. because you hear like the uh like the smearing against the floor like <laughs> whenever i see something like that i can't think of how many hours she had to lay yeah topless top was covered in blood that's incredibly sticky i'm sure mm-hmm. she was stuck to the floor yeah. right yeah. at the end of this and like ugh. i think like speaking of kind of the chemistry some of the characters have i really like Lori's chemistry with the kids Yes. Um, yeah. When she, <laughs> I, I think I made the joke twice while we were watching it. Tommy, I don't mean to alarm you, but there may be a boogeyman or boogeyman in the house right now. <laughs> I I do love both those kids. Yeah. I love the little girl too. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, Rob Zombie writes children pretty well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, those are those are really great parts, and yeah. they could have been just really throwaway, especially with how the you know, the actual remake part of it is so much shorter. Yeah. Um, and he didn't. They're good parts. Yeah. There's uh so I've obviously watched there's a three and a half hour making of documentary for this movie. And it was just really funny to like there's there's two instances I'm thinking of like of you just don't imagine like rock star Rob Zombie dealing with like child <laughs> actors like I you know you would, you, would have, you would just assume that it's like someone else like yeah ah, go deal with the kids and no like there's one point where like when uh, Daig is in the back of the uh, police car he's like can I play my Nintendo DS he's like can okay as long as you don't do it for the 30 seconds we're filming <laughs> And then there's another part where, like, they're in the backyard of one of the houses and, like, the kids are playing basketball (laughs) and he joins in. (laughs) I will say, like, some of the parts that are a little bit of a downfall is the difference between the beginning, because it's basically almost a two-act movie. Yeah. It's all the beginning stuff and then the remake of Halloween at the end. And so the ending does feel rushed. Yeah. You don't get a, you don't spend a lot of time with Loomis, right? And the cops or anything, yeah. Like during the thing, you know, um, every scene they have, like he and Brackett have together, are great. They're great. I would have liked to have yeah. a little bit more of the hunt, hunting, figuring out a little bit. I feel like the director's cut does a little bit of a better job, like kind of making the institution more of a, a second act, yeah, like a second third of the movie. It's just one of those things. By the time the movie is in the second act, in the remake part, there, there's tons of people to be kept track of. Yeah, and there's you have tons to introduce of all these new characters. Yeah. You got kids, yeah. you got all the teens, you got the de- parents, you got the this, you got, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, 
good on him that it's as smooth as it is. Yeah, it balances well. That's very hard to do. I really, really hate Lori's interaction with her mom. That's the one part of Lori that I really don't like because I'm like, what? Who would who would yeah. say that to their mother? Especially Robert it's, Zombie. Rob <laughs> Zombie. It's especially like because I it, I think it does a decent job of this. Like it wanted to show like the contrast between the first breakfast scene we see right. and this, and yes. it's like it would have been better without that. We could, <laughs> like, yeah, we could have made a different joke. joke. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was also probably maybe a little bit like, well, this isn't this this isn't 1978. Kids right. act different. Yeah, know? and we need to like separate like this, you know, normal teenage girl Lori from like bookish Which, movie character yeah. Lori in the. But like, 70s. don't no, talk to. I, I have never, I've never met a teenage girl who would say that to their mom. No, agreed. No, agreed. Yeah. I think like like he's saying. I think it's yeah. something where it's like okay. Hard shift. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But don't don't say that to Dee Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> she's, such, she's such a good movie she, mom. Yeah. She was traumatized by it too. Yeah. <laughs> the I character. Do, I like that she it, brings it up later. I like. I'm yeah. still not happy about the bagel incident. Why would you say that? <laughs> the one thing that I found really weird that like it shows that like probably the last opportunity this would happen in any movie put out by a studio, the dad just casually smokes. Yeah. And nobody yeah. says anything. Right. Well, we, well, I mean, they make a little joke about stopping smoking, but like, yeah. it's not like a, a deal, and like nobody else really smokes in the movie. Yeah. It's probably like the end of that, where a character can smoke in a movie without it being like, yeah, just without it being a period piece or without it being like a big deal, and that they're a bad person. Yeah, it's actually like thinking about it. I remember like around that time there were like news reports about like this big shift happening as far as like, how, especially like, like ratings boards. Yeah. Like won't give you a G rating if you have yeah. smoking in the movie. And like, like you, yeah, cause they had smoking in kids movies. And yeah. you basically can't get like on network television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess like the last thing I'll say about like the characterization, actually two last things about Michael. Number one, cause we always talk about the mask. Right. Love the mask yeah, here. Great. Um, they did a great job. Like I can't, I want to say it's a, like a cast of Tyler Maine's face, and then like they like adjusted to kind of like meet it halfway with the original. But like I love the aging of it. Yeah. Even the 2018 yeah. movie like apes off of that a little <laughs> bit. I do. It, it is funny where he goes and gets the mask though. Yeah, because <laughs> it implies that child Michael Myers was able to rip up the floorboards <laughs> and put it there right, right after, after murder. he murdered his entire right. family. Yeah. And also, I did think that. Like, the origin of the mask is kind of hilarious. Just because this teenage boy makes her close her eyes and then puts the mask on to have sex with her. With the mask on. With the mask on. uh, Which was a lot for me. And she was not into it or impressed. No. Or scared by it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. This was an utter failure on his part. She did not impress uh, little Jenny from Forrest Gump. (laughs) Oh, Um, yeah. I forgot. (laughs) A lot of, yeah, that was weird. A lot of seeing lot former of child actresses. Boobies. <laughs> yeah, always a little, always uncomfortable. But, like, the last thing I was going to say about Michael was just, like, the last time it tries to play on the sympathy angle is, like, that basement scene where he's kind of, like, you know, done his uh, weird living art piece. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, to symbolize the family. 
And uh, it's like, oh, it's reminding you he's a giant little boy. Well, you know, he did, he did a lot of arts and crafts in he the did. institution. So I, I really like the paper mache mask. Yeah. I, I do think too. That was a really cool touch. Yeah. I love that. I wish there was a little more. I don't know. Michael Myers explores arts and crafts. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like Hitler. Yeah. Oh. I don't think that was the intention. <laughs> <laughs> he's over there painting dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I think the uh, the endings, the the houses like falling apart is a great set piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the ending's pretty great. Uh, that little that last little cut of Laurie screaming yeah. and fading into baby Laurie, yeah, that was really cool. It is it is good. I like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, final thoughts on uh, the first Halloween remake. Um, I will say that it is a. I mean, it's a seven, I think. Seven Jamies for me. Okay. I, I do genuinely enjoy it. Like I said, I appreciate that he did something different with it. Um, there are a lot of... I mean, I did have genuine sympathy for Tiny Michael Myers. I liked the casting. I thought mm-hmm. the acting was pretty good with the caveats of not super loving the teenage girl parts. Mm-hmm. They're not really that big of a part yeah. of this movie, so it's not that big of a deal, honestly. Yeah. I enjoyed it. We'll say I would like it when little Michael Myers beats the crap out of the Spy Kids. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, uh, I will give it a seven point five. Nice. Uh, it's you know it's definitely one of the better ways you can remake a classic film. I like Rob Zombie. I wish he had more opportunities to make. Movies with money, with full budgets again, because yeah. uh, he he comes up with interesting stuff. Sometimes he might need to get stretched a little bit out of his wheelhouse yeah. to do something. I think if he had a circumstance like this again, and I, yeah. with something else, I think it would I think, probably go a lot better. And I think that's the stretching himself to do this is why this one is mm. so good. Like mm. right. this is obviously something that was big for him to do Mm -hmm. and he saved it from getting a whole bunch of uh direct video halloween yeah so we would never have gotten halloween 2018 yeah it would have killed everything um if this movie hadn't happened um i'm gonna swing for the fences and say eight (laughs) i you know i i I feel like i have very little to add to what i've already said yeah as you brought up uh junie from spy kids uh i just like it's like it's one of the since it's like one of the first kills of the movie. It's also like just seeing like his eyes full of blood. Oh, that was yeah. great! I'm like, oh, like the makeup. Yeah, yeah, the makeup isn't outstanding. Yeah, and Wayne Toth, and this Bro, is shout out to him. He yeah. did an amazing job. Obviously, super awesome, pure, practical makeup yes. effects, yeah. and well done. It's also mm-hmm. got a good soundtrack. Yeah, um, Tyler Bates does a great score. He's one of my favorite composers. Um, and his the, name's Tyler. Yeah. It's only because of that. <laughs> and also, I mean, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just say, I'm going to lie and say Tyler Maine is my favorite Michael because he's also a Tyler. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the, I own the soundtrack. It was, it was such a, it's got so many bangers. <laughs> On to Halloween 2. Do we have to? <laughs> Le film. We did. So, like we said, we watched the theatrical cuts. And the only way to do that was well at least now was buying a uh, I think a European Blu-ray. I think it was French Canadian. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Because yeah, there was French <laughs> subtitles. So you go to play movie and say 
Play la ferme. La ferme. Add a certain class to uh, Halloween too. <clears throat> so how about first time seeing this movie? This was my first time yeah. seeing this movie. Mm-hmm. I I think I saw this. I saw the first one opening night. I think it was pro. It was either like the first or second weekend. Uh, it, no, it was the second weekend. No one was in the theater. <laughs> um, because like it did okay, if I recall correctly. It didn't do great, but because the the first remake did fucking gangbusters yeah i i remember i think i remember at the time it got real this movie got really bad reviews so i think it opened big and dropped off all my friends said it sucked so i didn't go see it Mm -hmm. i again waited until dvd for this i probably just rented it uh i didn't remember much of the film i remember not really liking it all yeah and uh so it was almost a new experience watching it again Mm mm-hmm the premise here is that we are seeing the af- like the immediate aftermath of being attacked by Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's I think it's a really, really, really good idea, especially with like the type of again, like the special effects makeup here is incredible like even better. Like mm-hmm. um, Sure, yeah. I think Barring a couple parts of it. Like, the first 20 minutes of this movie could pretend, like, like could have been, like, the best Halloween film. Uh, I think it's super tense. Like, the hospital stuff. Where, yeah. Like, obviously, there's some, like, leaps in logic, which is why it d- definitely does have to be a dream sequence. Yes. Yeah. I think you got very frustrated with me being like, what the fuck? This doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I went, because it's... Because I remember seeing it the first time and being like frustrated, yeah, at the switch. I, yes, but like, as as bad of a device as it, it is. is here and usually is, um, I think like it being pretty well about trauma, uh, like it it might be one of the few times it makes sense to like open with a dream sequence. Yeah, uh, yeah, but like I and I but I think that. I was like, I don't know, maybe it would help <laughs> to know. Um, well, I thought like, it was I think too it, long. If it's a dream yeah. sequence, it's way too long and too involved. The um, Well, because also there's the weird blend between reality and yeah. dream. Because, and, like, did Lori dream the horrible uh, necrophilia discussion? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, because, like, she wouldn't have, though. No. It's I, a, I, yeah, it's a really poor distinction. But could we? should we talk about that? <laughs> Be my guest. Oh, I just was very grossed out by it. It just went on way Mm. too long. And I believe I sat there exclaiming, ew. Yeah, yeah, pretty much over and over. Sorry, it was bad. It was a lot. No, it's terrible. No, like, I remember, and again, go back to me in the theater, like, being very excited to see this movie. And, like, that scene was going on. At first, you're kind of like, ah, that's, that's crazy. And then it keeps going, and you're like, and I and I had the thought, are they padding time? It yeah. does, and that is exactly what is happening. Yeah. I will say, you know, the whole thing starts with like that white horse dream definition, which I don't even 
remember what mm-hmm. it said and I kind of have the thought like now having seen the whole movie maybe if you have to explain the main symbol that you're yeah. really heavily relying on maybe it doesn't work as well of a symbol you know because yeah. like typically yeah. when you're using something people should know what it means like have yeah. a deeper understanding I think it's it was a bad choice especially like if it's if it is in any way considered some sort of like you know uh, like an established symbol, like in you know well, some form of psychology no, like, or something, like and it's, it's not. And I, yeah, and, there's, and like and if there's it never was... been a goddamn horse in a Halloween yeah. film, right? It, I mean, in all honesty, it should have just been Sherry showing up, yeah, right. And because um, I don't even remember like what it said it was. I mean, if we were going on dream stuff, there's dream things that are well established, like when all your teeth fall out. Or you wake up, you know, or you're dreaming of falling. And I will say, a little bit behind the scenes, like, this movie was very thrown together. Yeah, no, I I think it was, I, I want to say, script to screen, eight months. Yeah, yeah. that's what you said. Because it Which obviously had tell. a rele- release date locked, yeah. and they tried to get anybody else to make the movie. Mm-hmm. Nobody else wanted to, or yeah. could. Rob didn't want to do it because he hated working on the first one. Yeah, because he hated the Weinsteins. <laughs> which, which uh, he was right. He yeah. was the right one. Rob Zombie. And uh, the, the only reason he did it is they said, they said he could do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And so he did. And so he did. So he did. And there are many elements of him doing whatever he wants, like being really cool. Yes. And like being really good ideas, but like obviously did not have time to like develop them into something that was gonna like function the way it needed to i think the time was lost in developing lori as a character past her just being traumatized yeah just sad just sad yeah and kind of a dick bad hair bad hair (laughs) keeping up the tradition i realize now of halloween 2 i mean they should have just had her in a bad way they should have just had a bad way because that hairstyle was I complained about it the whole time. I'm so sorry to both of you. Ad nauseum. I get like stuck on things. When I can like sit and tell how you fix the hair and you're trying to make it look like dreads, but her hair wouldn't mat that way because it's really fine. Anyway. Uh, Scout's got perfect hair. Scout's hair looks too nice. Uh, It's not necessarily that I even disagree with like the general direction of like where they're going with the character. I think it just again didn't get developed well. And the the major distinction between the two cuts of the film. Uh I think they really really wanted for this version to still make Lori likable because she's not in the director's yeah. cut. Like it's if you think she's a pill in this one, which I, definitely. I think I watched the director's cut the first time I saw mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Because uh, I remember just, go, that's one of, one of the other things I remember, like, Jesus. Yeah. That's a way to make a protagonist for your film. Yeah. The right. prime example is, like, there's the scene, there's, like, a breakfast scene with Annie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Annie says to her, like, oh, one day at a time. And in this version, she just goes, one day at a time. Right. But then the conversation continues. Oh, no. To where she starts yelling at Annie and saying, fuck you for saying that. And, you know, all that. And it's like, it's again, I think just sort of like, I, it could have worked. 
but yeah, it, but like that's a big, it's, that's a big, it's a big shithead swing. thing. To be fair, it's a shithead thing to like chew out somebody who went through this with yeah. you. And the whole movie, she acts like Annie couldn't understand, even though Annie like, doesn't have no nipples anymore. Annie's nipples are gone, you guys. That's why she doesn't go out and party. <laughs> I, uh, I I think Annie's character development was more interesting yes. than Lori because like. And sadly, she's not in it. As she's much. not in it very much. But like, I liked her. Though. Like uh, her and the relationship with Bracket uh, is what one of the things I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. They and really seemed him. like father and daughter. Yeah, yes. he's a really interesting choice to be the police chief. Yeah, he old hippie looking dude. You know, mm-hmm. he just let those girls vandalize his upstairs bathroom. Yeah, completely like. To, that was weird to me. Yeah, the spray paint, all the stuff yeah. on the wall, like. The bathroom with two entrances. Yeah. Yes. Um, Don't worry, this will come in later. It'll come in handy later. Uh, I, I, just speaking of that, while we're on the topic, I wrote down Michael Gatekeeps and asked Lori to name three Alice Cooper songs. <laughs> I Oh, so speaking of Michael, I will say one of the things I really disliked was that they had to recast the kid, which yeah. I can understand like practically... But you had such a distinct-looking child who was such a good actor. Mm-hmm. It's a huge downgrade. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, kid. This kid was terrible. And it's almost like if you when you start with this kid and he's so bad, it's like, well, maybe he doesn't say anything that's interesting or important. Why don't we just show footage from the last movie? Yeah. You know? It's yeah, he could he did not really need to be there at all. And then just put the mask on the clown mask on him for the rest of the scene. Right. Yeah. Well, even if they looked different, like I think we would have gotten over that much easier. But like I I I was curious about it. I so I read today um that they did actually film scenes with Dig. Because I well, part of me was just kinda like like, okay, well, he did, you know, like there's other points of him, yeah, like like in in age, you yeah. know, you, he could be. He I think be, it was just such a difference because he, he wasn't even little. like growing during the first movie, yeah, right. It's it's just one of those things where so he's using the Sherry Moon Zombie, mm-hmm. who is a very this is bad. This she's real bad in this. Yeah, you don't the know. monotone thing does not. Yeah, do it favors. doesn't. She you don't even see her really, get to see her butt. Yeah, well, which, you know, big loss. Which Rob loves to put on film. Right. I don't know if it's... Maybe she didn't have a good scene partner. She doesn't have a scene partner ever. Because adult Michael doesn't talk. Right. And she has a terrible kid. Yeah. Right. And she doesn't even really talk to him. No, and I mean, she has, Um, you know, a handful of lines in the whole thing. Right. Yeah, you know, I'm actually... I think I'm going to lean on that. A little bit, because well, because she's she's like she's good in the opening scene with with him when yeah. she, when she starts doing like the ghost mom thing and she yeah. has to do the monotone with him doing the monotone like it's just it, they're matching each other and it feels bad. Yeah, I I don't like the ghost mom thing. I think they lit her horribly. Yeah. Is also some of it. She looked like I'd be pissed if I was her, <laughs> and I and I turned around and was like, oh good, I look seventy. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. I like. I, she looks like a hard fifty. I like because uh, this. There's a, a big visual distinction between the two of these. Uh, the first one was anamorphic thirty-five millimeter. That was a studio mandate. 
uh, which I think kind of to match the original as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But Rob prefers working in 16 because it's grungier and he prefers the... Bigger... <laughs> Rob, Rob prefers grungier <laughs> things? I know, yeah, right? Uh, but like the big, like, just uh, regular 185 or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, aspect ratio. And... It's it's a jarring switch. A lot of scenes are backlit, which oftentimes does look really cool. Like yeah. a lot of the dream stuff, yeah, does look cool. Um, but then like there'll be like close up shots, like yeah. close up looking up at them shots. And I'm like, ooh, that that wasn't yeah. a good choice. And it's, that's like the ones where it's like this is not doing that's the what I, or the or the kid. In and the that's favors. what I mean. There's some new friends Characters. for Lori who work at they, oh, they work God. at. A, what I don't know what some sort of it's a it's a it's a coffee place coffee place it is I thought it was like a record store or some shit it looked like a record it store. looks like a record store on the inside but there's like a big steaming mug yeah. on the sign I see and uh, their boss was I, I'm blanking on it but he was funny for the three minutes he's in the yeah. movie and then I wish there was more of him they're not they're, whenever they're together all three of the new girls and I mean the two and Lori uh, it's just terrible. They all act the same. They all act the same. Really it's really weird. It's like, and it's really cringy. It's and... really yeah. It's like just a triangle of people with yakking. It it feels like how Lori interacted with Linda in the first one, but like it's all of them because none yeah. of them have any natural chemistry. Yeah. Whereas like the like when you do like get a few scenes with Lori and Annie, you know. Yeah. Uh, That's like they're real. Much more developed characters with a developed interaction. Yeah. Well, because Lori and these two girls are just trying to outgross each other yeah. the entire time. Trying to be more sickening than each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is a dynamic that probably happens sometimes. Yeah. But uh, it feels artificial. But yeah. when you don't give them any other scenes where they act like regular, where they act like regular human, human beings. beings. Well, in the because the only other like the only moment where there's like any shift. Well, there there should be two opportunities. One where she finds out that she's Michael's sister. Yeah. Uh, but there's no change there. <laughs> but she's just like, I want to get wasted. <laughs> um, I mean, fair enough. Then, like, when they find Annie uh, dying. And it's like, that's like the one time they break away from their usual dynamic and it's yeah. not, it's even still not, uh, there's a lot of hobo Michael Myers walking around at the, at the beginning. Yeah. I was, I was scared when I saw that Michael Myers had a beard. I think I wrote, oh God, Michael Myers has a beard. Yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, but it was fine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it was, yeah, it was an interesting choice. I don't know if I... The uh, demystification that's like going on here has has mixed results. It yeah. maybe went a scotch yeah, too far. I, I think it. I think it's because he can't simultaneously be a regular guy. Yeah. And be a dude that survives every single yeah. attempt to kill him. Yeah. And like you know, if he's got a beard, I he should the mask should grow a beard. We need a beard on that mask. <laughs> I mean, and there are things, it's it's a strange thing where, yeah, the demystification and then Michael Myers seemingly warps in between trees. Yeah. Because yeah. he shows up out of nowhere, this almost giant always man. by a tree. Yeah. yeah. He steps out from behind the tree. Yeah. Um, and then Loomis, uh, yeah. just as a dick. 
Playboy, Playboy I, Loomis. Again, like a really fun like idea. Yeah, and I like I yeah I I feel a lot better about. I mean, because it's contained to this one movie. Yeah, you know, like I I I kind of enjoy it. There are parts where I'm like, oh, that was too much. Well, the part, the part where, uh, like, if I want, if I want your opinion, I'll choke it out of you or I'll beat it out of you. That's what it was. Oh, I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's your assistant. I don't think you should talk to her like that. I know he's very mean to her. Um, I think that it's an interesting commentary on like true crime. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of stuck in there and maybe deserved a little bit more because exploration it's real like it, it it does a pretty good job at it when it's when it's doing yeah. it the well, scene with yeah. linda's dad is is uh really yeah, yeah that's really great. cool i and love then you that. got weird al yeah, yeah. And, uh, mr chris, weird <laughs> <laughs> and chris hardwick giving him uh, the business <laughs> yeah that was strange i mean i think that was just rob being like hey guys hey buddies do you want yeah. to be in my movie for a couple of a day or two yeah we need to we need to we need someone to raz loomis <laughs> <laughs> and they're like sign me up yeah uh obviously malcolm adult is great and yeah. like he every time he's on screen it, it pops and you want him to be an asshole because it's entertaining. Yeah. He's, he's doing got it some, in an entertaining way. It's he's got pretty some funny. phenomenal line reads. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, because it's that same scene where, like, he meets the guy. Uh, he's like, could you sign it, the bringer of death? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> he's like, you're the man. You're the man. <laughs> uh. And just uh, the fucking, like, because, I mean, the, it, it really is going, like, full on fucking, like, almost trying to be a TV doctor. Yeah, uh, type of guy. Yeah, uh, him like you know. <laughs> yeah, you just get plenty of him shouting. Uh, Let me make one thing crystal clear: <laughs> Michael Myers is fucking dead. <laughs> I do love how he comes out seemingly to start a presentation at one point, and then like somebody says something he doesn't like, and he says the Michael Myers is fucking dead, <laughs> and then he just walks the fuck off, does not finish. Yeah. That was the one point he was going to make. I hope that was a free seminar. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'd be pissed. All the Everybody's good in this movie when, mm. at points, well, it's just not consistent. Like, even Laurie at some of the points is okay. Like, Laurie's great at the beginning. At the, you like, and, like, you understand how she's feeling. And then there's just points where, like, all the characters seem like they kind of go off the rails a little yeah. bit. Like, I don't think that was what... They would yeah. do in that situation. I liked Annie. Annie was the only Annie's one great. I consistently consistent. enjoyed. Brad. And Brackett. Except Brackett's and Brackett. That sorry, I did love you, Brad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That obviously, just you could have him be <laughs> the lead in this movie. Yeah. Real quick. Uh. The like probably the biggest loss watching the theatrical version for this. Um. Annie, Annie is very unceremoniously killed in this mm-hmm. one. Um, it's, it's still off screen in the director's cut, but like, it's like the actual death is handled a little bit better and, uh, Brackett finding her is like fucking heartbreaking because not only is Brad just fucking giving it his all, um, they also intercut with uh, footage of young Daniel Harris to really pull oh. on the fans' heartstrings. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. I, when I saw that version, it fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, I oh okay, I will say I did not 
I, we got very distracted by the fact we realized that Patrick Starr, the voice of Patrick Starr <laughs> from SpongeBob, was playing a deputy. Yeah. And uh, he's the one who tells, well, Chucky is what I have. <laughs> <laughs> he tells Chucky Michael Myers has Lori. And it was very distracting. Because uh, yeah. he sounds exactly just pretty much like Patrick Starr. <laughs> I only recognize him because he was on that show Coach from back in the day. Uh, that's him. Yeah. Oh wow. Jeez. Uh, so that was, a, that was an odd. That was an odd choice. I mean, it was. I think it was. Was it before SpongeBob? No. No. SpongeBob. Like that's an odd choice. Late nineties. Yeah, that's yeah. an odd choice. Because <laughs> yeah, you're just. Like, he was famous yeah. and for being Patrick. Like he's like, I want to do something Chucky. different. <laughs> Someone so Michael Myers take Lori. <laughs> like bold choice, yeah. Robert. And then at the end, Loomis and we talked about it a little like before um, off mic where you were saying Roy that it was a disappointment that Loomis didn't interact with anybody until the very, very end. Like, yeah. didn't interact with Lori or Brad or, you know, yeah. anybody. Yeah. And it, he just kind of fucking appears. Yeah, he also teleports in because he is yeah. he is clearly somewhere very far away from Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I thought he was still in Haddonfield. He was at the hotel. He does, because he, he does that thing in front of the house, signing. too. Yeah, that's He yeah. might be, like, staying there. He's yeah. in a hotel. He's in a hotel, but he does warp lightning speed. Like, it... it it would have taken the him stuff, at least 10 or 15 all, all minutes. All the stuff with him when he's supposedly in Haddonfield does not feel like he's in this small town. Yeah. Haddonfield is, as a place in all of these movies, is very confusing about how big yeah. it is. No one knows. It's very sometimes there's like 500 movie. cops in this town. Yeah. And then sometimes it seems like there's three. Right. Like, um, it's all, it also changed from Pasadena, California to fucking Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, but, nobody will notice. But yeah, it was disappointing that like he doesn't talk to anybody but mm-hmm. his assistant and a few random people here and there. The arc, like the arc, if we want to call it that, like is literally he's an asshole for the entire movie. He sees this happening on. T- well, he he is talking into himself in the mirror and says. You're an asshole, and then sees this happening on TV and teleports there to. Yeah, and I like, can help. I can. <laughs> I can talk him down, and then and then just gets immediately butchered. Walks, walks in and gets the shit just killed out of him immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no moment really or anything. It's it's a pretty big letdown. Yeah, he has no arc. Yeah, the other because like the other version of it is like all three of all three of them die outside of the. Outside of the cabin, because uh, Michael like bursts through the wall. I think Loomis gets her out. Uh, Michael bursts through a fucking wall and says his first line as oh. an adult, <laughs> which is "Die." <laughs> and, oh yeah, you told me that. And then they all, I think, like he kills Loomis, and they both get shot down because Lori's like coming at the police with a knife. Uh, yeah, that was an interesting choice. I mean, I don't disagree with it. Mm-hmm. I thought that she puts on the real the mask that Tyler Maine's been wearing, yeah. and it's uh, enormous. It's it's really hilariously big. big. It's yeah. a little. It's it looks one like of those a child things. in a adult and I, mask. I just was realizing that it's possibly like the throwback to the first movie when he comes out, or there's a shot of like the camera panning up with baby Michael Myers wearing the mask yeah, and it yeah. looks very similar, but it was a little too 
Well, it's she's funny. She's an adult she's a woman. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's an adult woman, not a child. Because there's a lot of like, I mean, there's a lot of visual throwbacks in general, but there's like a lot of like subtle, more subtle ones. Like at one point, she's wearing, like, just wearing a, a kiss shirt during the breakfast scene in in mm. this movie. Like, there's there's a lot of like. Yeah, callback, and then, then there's like the more blatant ones where they have like they remake the scene. for some reason the scene of Michael killing his stepdad with right. Laurie and Annie, which I mean Laurie was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think she's picking it up, but uh, it's yeah, just an she, odd it might have been might have been a little too young to remember. Uh, it was like Loomis's stuff; like it almost might have served the movie if he just wasn't in there. And yeah. they actually spent time with the other people. Or if you just, like, you, ha- I feel like you have to go with one or the other. Yeah, exactly. There's a movie about, like, Loomis becoming this, you know, fucking asshole uh, phony. doctor. Phony doctor, you know? like Because, like, all of that's entertaining and interesting, but, like... It never connects. It never comes, it connects to anything else, so, like, you probably... And I'm yeah, just, it's, like, two different... Well, it's almost like three different movies mashed together. Yeah, because yeah. you have that, you have the Michael and his little dream thing. We have we cut time. to an art film Which every is, now and again. Yeah, you know? and it's a little too. It I I don't really understand who's seeing what when. It's a little too yeah. blended, yeah. you know. Well, and then like the first twenty minutes is like a straight up full tilt eighty slasher film. Yeah, you right. know? I feel like there was a a like. We got to give them the hospital somehow. Yeah. And I I can understand that. I think it's really interesting that for both of these movies that he went with Lori is Michael's sister, which, because by this point, people didn't like that. Like, the fans were already like, that's stupid, you know? So it's interesting that he doubled down on it for these. But it's, I think it's so established that maybe, like, he felt like he had to. Yeah. Or it might, because it could even be the Akkad's. Yeah. You know, uh, that could, yeah. it could be their demand. And it, then yeah. he's got to do something, try to find, do an interesting thing with yeah. it. Man, uh, it's such an interesting, like, concept of what happens when somebody is allowed to just do whatever they want mm-hmm. um, versus when somebody's really micromanaged. And yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, there's a case to be made for both things. I mean, I, I think, don't know. I think, Not micromanaged, but, yeah. you know, yeah. managed. I think if, if he could do whatever he wanted and he had a year to prep, yeah, and, like, it would develop. have been better. This would have, this probably would have been a sick movie if, yeah. like, if he had like the time he had on the first one. Yeah, I exactly. Agree. Yeah, I it, agree. It's a big difference, and he, you know, obviously back on sixteen, so he'd be more comfortable. He yeah, could do a lot of weird stuff. You know, it's it's one of those things where he's not necessarily a bad filmmaker. I don't think he's a bad filmmaker. I think mm-hmm. sometimes you try something as a filmmaker and artist and it, it does or doesn't work. Yeah. And I just, I think he tried. This is a failed see, experiment. Yeah, yeah. I can see what he was trying to do. It just needed, like you said, probably more refinement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he is definitely, if anything, a artist. Like, yeah. I get the it. Board, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, he's, he swings for the fences on a lot of his movies mm-hmm. and, you know, sometimes that works and sometimes it's, you know, 31 or Lords of Salem. Even even though I'm coming away, like I don't even have like a like a because we're about to probably go into Jamie ratings. Oh, yeah. you know I'll say it right now. I'll probably give it a five. Like you know, it's I feel like a five's still kind of generous. Uh, but like because there's a there's a lot of things that I like that I do really really like. 
unfortunately it's just it's very uneven even though i don't like this one as much there's i have i have nothing but respect for the attempt to do something completely and totally different i would i would agree with that i probably won't be as generous as you i'd mm -hmm. say a 3.5 i mean it's not it has some good visuals there's good stuff in it it's one of those things i um said mostly what i think but i wish that I could have helped. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I wish, like, I could have workshopped it with him and workshopped yeah. the script with him. Well, it's, like, it's it's more disappointing that there's so much that's good about it and then it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the case, frankly, with a lot of his movies. Mm -hmm. I think uh, um, more people need another set an of eyes. Another hand, another writer on most mm. of his movies would probably, probably help. Especially, like, uh, you know, like The Munsters. Yeah, if he oh, hired, geez. if he if yeah. he wrote, a comedic writer, if he wrote with a co comedy writer, his comedy might have been funnier. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'll give it a four, okay? Because uh, you know he tried. It's interesting part times, and it's just it's terrible at other times, yeah. just un almost unforgivably. But <laughs> I'm glad it exists. It's certainly not the worst Halloween no. movie ever not made. Not at all. Not at so, all. You know, <laughs> we, yeah. we know that for a fact. We're experts. Like uh, now we are. Yeah. I do feel like an expert in Halloween now. Well, I'm not. Make a fan film. Let's let's do it. <laughs> I know some people. Ask me. Ask me. Uh, 10 15 years ago uh, <laughs> it's sad now i now i have the build to play michael Myers. <laughs> i really wanted to do when i was 13 Aww, <laughs> you would have looked Tyler. like you would look like Lori in the <laughs> i'm gonna kill you <laughs> this knife's real big in my hands <laughs> we had a lot of fun <laughs> that's it oh my gosh i feel complete yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's nice uh, i'm glad we don't have to watch the new trilogy <laughs> well we have yeah i'm glad we have i'm glad i don't have to watch all of them on again in conjunction <laughs> I, with all i'm of a these. little halloween down. exactly yeah but you know today when this is released it's i mean it's, it's not it's not going to be september when this is released nope. uh peek behind the curtain uh <laughs> <laughs> we started this in like june or july um <laughs> did we really yeah <laughs> so it's it is halloween right now so uh goodbye happy halloween happy halloween Ooh, spooky. listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com.
Now Roy is a little bit closer, I think. Really pack in. Get in there, Roy. We need to feel like sardines. Well, I do love you guys, so make it awkward, Gina. Lame. <laughs> anyway, welcome to. <laughs>